Hey, I'm Jenny Barr. And I'm Kim Godfrey. We're friends, former teachers, and homeschool moms ourselves who host the Homeschool Well podcast. We talk about topics that are important to homeschool moms so that you can be your child's best teacher. Hey, homeschool mom, before we start the show today, we wanted to tell you about a free resource we have to share with you, especially if you're new to homeschooling and need some tips to infuse into your school days, or maybe you've been homeschooling for a little while and just need some fresh ideas to have easier days. Well, we have a free guide for you called 30 Practical Tips to Be Your Child's Best Teacher. It has 10 tips for how to teach well, 10 tips to help your child learn well, and 10 tips for you, mom, so that you can be well while you are doing this homeschooling journey. To get this free guide after the show, go to the homeschoolwell.com tips. We know this practical and encouraging advice will give you confidence to help your homeschool thrive. Welcome to episode 31 of the Homeschool Well podcast, where we will give you specific ideas to add PE into your homeschool plans. These ideas will work wonderfully for all students. We will hone in on some ways that you can help them achieve success by infusing some physical activity during the day. These ideas will also bring the fun into your homeschool day. The one thing Jenny and I agree on as we reflect on our homeschool journey is we don't think we took advantage of the freedom of a homeschool schedule as much as we could have, especially on those days that seemed more like a typical classroom schedule where we really needed to pound the books and get content covered. We definitely could have done a better job of taking breaks and infusing the ideas that we're going to talk about here. I think for me, we learned so much from experiences in the community that the days that we spent at home working through our books and through our curriculum, we were sitting down in a chair in our house, okay? And on those days, I really felt, I think, pressured and burdened to just get through it as much as possible. And that mindset did us no favors. That mindset did more harm than good. We all know that about us as humans. Come on, we have about 20 minutes, especially for kids, where we can concentrate fully and focus. And then we need to take a little bit of a break. That's where these ideas come into play for your homeschool day. Throughout your day, pay attention and notice when you are all engaged, when your kids are focusing. Be a student of your child and be able to read their body language when you know that they need a break maybe before they even know it. That's when you can sprinkle in some of these ideas. If it's nice weather outside, take them out in the fresh air and sunshine and just a little bit of a break, movement, getting the blood flowing, a little bit of physical activity and fresh air, sunshine. That bit of physical activity will be worth it. It will help everyone get back on track. It will increase focus and be a benefit to progress and efficiency. These are concepts that you can add into your homeschool day, regardless of the age of your children. Even just five minutes is going to make a big difference when they sit back down and go to focus on the next topic, or even if it's in between pages when they're reading in a chapter book, you can sprinkle it in anywhere throughout the day. All right, let's get to it. Let's talk about some specific ways that you can add physical activity into your lesson plans. Number one, 
Our favorite way to add physical exercise during the day is, of course, jump rope. We love jump rope here at the Homeschool Well. So our very first idea is to use an invisible jump rope break throughout the day. How do you do that, you ask? Well, invisible jump rope is simply holding your hands out to the side as if you had the handles of a jump rope in them. And you just hold your hands there, but you're not actually holding the jump rope. And then you practice some jumps. You can have your kids just do basic jumps up and down. They can do crossovers with their hands and coordinate that with their jumping rhythm, which by the way, is excellent brain work. When Jenny and I were teachers, the county came up with this initiative of using movements like this with our entire class throughout the school day, especially before testing. Research shows that this cross-body movement of your arms crossing the midline of your body connects the hemispheres of your brain. I'm not really into science data, but I just know that the whole process of moving our arms across the midline of our body is great for our brains. And then you add to that the jump rope rhythm in their feet, that jump rope movement and rhythm of their feet going coordinated with their arms. This is great brain work. Mamas, try it yourself. And not only is it good for your brain, but it's fun. I've been teaching jump rope classes at local co-ops for years. And the A number one reason why I love it so much is looking at the faces of my students as they jump in general, but also the joy when they learn these tricks, even something as simple as crossing their arms over the front of their body and getting the rhythm with their feet. Then we add songs and rhymes. It's just so fun. They're, the look on their face is just priceless. Many times if we're using the long rope, I get distracted from spinning it because I'm watching the joy on their face. It's just so fun. Try it out. So invisible jump rope, do basic steps. Also have them try the crossover in the front of the body. Number two, another element in the jump roping class that I teach that you can incorporate in your day is using a line that they can learn to cross over back and forth on. This sounds really easy, but when you're asking them to jump with the rhythm of a song, see what happens. You might be surprised that your kids have a difficult time finding that connection between the rhythm of the song and the rhythm of their jump over the line back and forth. So this is very similar to the invisible jump rope but they can also add the element of moving up and down the line and doing turns as they're jumping over the line. All right, so number one was invisible jump rope. Number two is use a line in your house. Maybe it's a carpet floor line or a grout line, or if you go outside, it could be a crack in your driveway, pavement, any kind of line that is formed somewhere around your house or inside. And if you don't find one that's convenient to use, you can lay down a piece of rope and have them jump over that or even a bed sheet twisted up to make something long and they can use that as well. Sidewalk chalk is a very fun way to do this. Think hopscotch if it's just one straight line they're gonna go up and down in a different way than hopscotch, but hopscotch is a great idea as well. Point number three, use hula hoops. Jenny has laid out this idea 
of using hula hoops in conjunction with teaching reading skills or really any drill type of exercise that you're doing with the kids. And when you're laying out these hula hoops and the kids are jumping to land on them, it's physical exercise, right? That creates all this great brain work. So get a few hula hoops at the dollar store. Your kids can lay out a path. You can lay out a path and have fun doing frogger jumps through those hula hoops. Add music, add any drill and practice activity, or maybe every time they jump in the hoop, they add a word to a sentence that y'all are creating together that ends up making a story. Any of those ideas, super fun, active learning. And also when you're adding music in there, even if it's background instrumental, you are again creating that great brain connection work. Point number four, when was the last time that your kids did potato sack races or a three-legged race or even that spoon race where they balance an egg on the spoon and run as fast as they can. These relay race ideas are something that I infuse into my jump rope class, especially with beginners, because they require so much coordination. They build so much brain work and they're super duper fun. I mean, it's just great fun to try not to break that egg, right? Some years ago, I found a plastic version of the spoon and egg race. So we're not actually breaking yolks. It's just a little like bean bag inside of these plastic eggs on the plastic spoon. I don't want to be a bad influence because eggs are expensive. I don't encourage you to go off your budget, but maybe um, use hard boiled eggs in a Ziploc bag or something or wrapped in saran wrap. And this is the way that they could crack the shell. I don't know. That's fun. I just made that up right now while I was talking. So the spoon and egg race with hard-boiled eggs. And that's how they get their lunch, right? <laughs> Super motivating. Um, and you can just use a bandana to do the three-legged race. Even if it's just you and your kid, they don't have siblings. But a three-legged race with mom, that's going to create some lasting fun memories, okay? And I can just see your kids having some kind of code in the middle of the day where, you know, they recognize that they're burnt out and they need a brain break, right? So brain break, let's go outside and uh, crack some eggs do some jump rope, hopscotch, potato sack races. Oh, you can use pillowcases for that. I know y'all know that, but I just wanted to make sure that I pointed it out. So you've got pillowcases for the potato sack races. You've got your spoon race with the hard-boiled eggs wrapped in saran wrap or foil. You still want them to be able to roll around in the spoon. So you want them nice and tightly wrapped. You want them to be edible at the end. So those are our points today on how to add physical activity into your school day, regardless of the age of your children. Would love to hear about how you are using these concepts to not only create brain breaks into your day, but also some special fun memories between you and your kids. Let's review all of the ideas. So number one was invisible jump rope. Number two was jump up and down a line. Number three was hula hoops. And number four were those fun relay races in the form of potato sack races, spoon and egg races, and the three-legged race. 
You can imagine just listening how these activities will bring the fun into your day. I'm also imagining that you might be saying to yourself, how would we ever come back from this? How could we go from having these fun, laughing, crazy time of jump rope and then get back to our work? Listen, don't let that fear stop you from trying. Try it out and see what happens. Talk to your kids about it before you do anything. Lay the foundation that they know this is a fun brain break. We will be able to do this again and again as long as you don't hurt each other while we're doing it, that we do this in the spirit of fun, right? And that when I say or the timer goes off or we're all exhausted, however long you decide that you're going to take these breaks for, preface it before you get started. And then you tell them, when I say it's time to stop and go back inside, then we go back inside and we get to work. I would even practice that and role model it. This is something as classroom teachers that we are trained to do. And if you've ever tried it in your homeschool, it's very powerful in any form of parenting that you lay out your expectations, you practice them, or you have your kids tell back to you so that they understand what the expectation is. You see if they have any questions about it. You over-communicate the plan that will unfold. And you say, ultimately, kiddos, we've got a new school. We're going to take this break. It's going to be fun. It's tempting for mom too, right? To stay on the break. And maybe even while we're outside, go to the playground. However, we are going to be diligent about honoring the time that we set to have these brain breaks. And then we're going to come back inside and we're going to get to work. So you say to them, these are my expectations. We're going to practice it. And then we're going to be able to have it in our routine on a regular basis after we try it at least three times. That's a good way to see if it's going to work. Three to five trial times. You know, one time is not enough to try a new thing. That's it for us today. So take these ideas, create some physical activity throughout your day. If you got some great ideas from this podcast and maybe had a friend pop into your mind who could benefit, consider sharing it with them. We would both be blessed. Be sure to catch our next podcast and blog content where Jenny will be discussing ways to help your kids who have focus and attention issues. We just wanted to take a quick minute to remind you about that free gift we have for you, the 30 practical tips to be your child's best teacher. Just go to the homeschool.com slash tips to download the guide now for yourself. Are you looking for a place to connect with other homeschool moms? Well, we have a platform where members gather to support each other throughout their homeschool journeys. Moms just like you. We even have a spot for your kids to interact online in privacy and safety. So head over there and start creating community. The homeschoolwell.com